0: Hello everyone, welcome to C-Suite Talks. We speak with industry leaders, introducing you to some of the most interesting people and businesses today. We are focused on women, money, and power, as well as diversity in all areas. Welcome to C-Suite
1: Talks. I'm Diane Gubin, co-CEO. Hi, I'm Beth Hilbing, co-CEO, and today we're speaking with Jeff Hazler. Jeff is currently president of Original Productions, where he has been leading a change effort at the company, expanding the company's slate into new genres of nonfiction programming. Jeff has worked across the media landscape as producer, director, writer, and network executive. He's been involved in production or commissioning of Emmy and Academy Award winning programs that span a wide variety of nonfiction genre, from cable hits such as Queer Eye of the Straight Guy, Man vs. Wild, Cash Cab, which I personally love, to documentary feature films including Man on the Wire, and Warner Herzog's Encounters at the End of the World. That's a mouthful, Jeff. But welcome to C-Suite Pops. (laughs) Jeff, we are so honored to have you. Welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to share perspectives that you and other folks might be helpful. So thrilled to be here.
0: So that's a very pedigree background, and for sure you've done some very high-level work. So I'm curious. You know, you're running a production company, so is that a, a unique skill set in itself, or is it like running any other business?
2: I think it's kind of a, it's a blend of a unique skill set that's particular to this uh, business uh, And then there are many, there are many, many areas that are like running almost any other business, right? Yeah. I have, you know, revenue goals I have to hit, I have, you know, HR things, I need, you know, benefits I need to review for people and, and just sort of, sort of general business strategy. And then also, you know, I have skills that are specific to my specific marketplace, you know, blended with like a creative, uh, skill set, right? Knowing. Knowing how to look at cuts, knowing how to look at concepts that we're going to take out and pitch, uh, how they fit into the marketplace. Are they are they sellable? Are they is this something that we're just going to do more for like, um, you know, uh, an awards play or, or something that's going to like give uh, our brand an extra sheen? Or is this something that's, you know, we're going to sell a million of those. So it blends those sort of things that all entrepreneurs have to have a marketplace awareness, um, leadership skills, but it does. I think it is a little different than running, you know, um, a, 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 a more traditional type of business.
0: It's certainly more glamorous. And are you self, do you, <laughs> for sure, do, do, do you self-fund a production company or do you get outside funding
2: or, or do studios fund you? It's a little bit of both. It's a little, it's a, are, are all three, you know, um, this company that I run now, Original Productions was started by a legendary producer named Tom Beers who was a pioneer of cable television and he started it with his own money and built it into this uh, big company that was a premier company here. And eventually he sold it to Fremantle, which is a global production company and um, who ultimately owned by Burlesman. And so, and then of course, you know, he eventually moved on and I was brought in a few, four years ago to try to help do a change, uh, a culture change here as well as a, Make the company a little more relevant in the marketplace. So for me, my boss is the global CEO of Fremantle, and we work very closely together. And so I have a lot of infrastructure at my disposal. I have a lot of resources at my disposal that kind of helped have helped me push this company into a place where it wasn't necessarily in before. There are other companies that are um, funded by a studio and people. There are a lot of companies who still people you know put their money. Where their mouth is, and and go out and build a business, and they reap you know all the rewards as that business is is successful.
1: Oh, that's great! I just am curious, how did you get into all of this? Was this your career choice, or did it find you?
2: That's a great. It was my career choice. I grew up in um, small town Ohio, and um, you know, I was that I was that strange kid who like was always watching TV. (laughs) I just I just love it.
1: You know, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio.
2: Oh i have from Wilmington.
1: Okay, cool beans. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> right there.
2: Literally. We could have waved at each other. We could have waved. Um, yeah, I lived in
1: Enan, Ohio when I was in high school. It was a one stop yeah. light town.
2: <laughs> yeah. I used to go over to um Beaver Creek too. There was a there there was there <laughs> yeah. was there was the mall there. That was the closest movie theater.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. that's good to yeah. hear. So funny. Look at yeah. us a couple of buckeyes. Buckeyes. <laughs> we should do the Ohio State song. No, just easy. There you go. <laughs> This is a big digression.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I'll fight to the end for Ohio. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: How do you uh, manage all these creative people? Um, and what different types of personal management styles do you find works best?
2: I, that's, a, um, that's my favorite thing. I would say, you know, we've had a really great run here. little preamble we had a really great run in the four years and and this company is doing better than it's done in years and and all that is super important but the thing I'm most proud about is the culture that we've built here and my favorite thing is is managing helping people grow mentoring staff watching people um, grow into new skill sets Um, so I, I love this question so it is I have learned over my career that creative people, writers are different than editors, who are different than cinematographers, who are different than the production accountants, right? And so managing creative people, what I've learned is um, I read an article once that sort of set me down this road. I read an article in HBR once that set me down this road of it's kind of like looking at learning what that person's particular style is and then adapting how we work together, how I give feedback, how I help them achieve their goals, right? Because because I can't achieve, I have to achieve my goals through my team, right? And so if my team is I can't manage every team member the same way. You know, I mean, there are all those amazing things like you know, all those amazing assessment studies, this person's more introverted, this person's more ex- extroverted. Right. How I kind of have adapted <laughs> all that is into you know. And I think any manager of you guys will, this will hopefully resonate with you. You know, there are some people who want to come into your office and say, Hey, I, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And they want you to kind of hear them and give them your short feedback and then don't bother them until they're done with it. Right. There are other people who want to come in and they want to talk with you a little bit about it. And they want to like go and do it and come back and check in with you. They kind of want you along for the ride. And then there are other people who their process is very verbal and very interactive and they want you like kind of involved at every step. Right. And so I think, and I love that because it lets me, A, I think get to know people personally a little bit better, but B, it it lets me tailor the feedback and direction and support I give them to kind of their particular work style and what's going to work best for them. So I I find it lets me have deeper personal and deeper collaborative relationships with my team when I sort of try to figure out which kind of one of these archetypes do you fit into. And again, nobody is totally that, but it it at least gets us off on the right foot. I don't know if that answers your question or
0: not. It does, Right. It definitely does. And before we talk about like the process, like my question is how, how large is original productions? Like how big is your internal team versus all the extras you hire?
2: That's a great question too. So we have about 50 full-time staff people who handle, handle everything from, you know, HR and, you know, creative and facilities and, and all that stuff. And then our show staffs tend to be independent contractor, freelancer, uh, you know, cinematographers, editors, production assistants, things like that. And so if you right now and, and the beauty is we kind of grow and expand based on how how many shows we have going. So at this point, we would say I'd say we have between 200 and 250 people in total working here.
0: Well wow, that's amazing. Wow, nice. That's a that's a lot of cats to hurt. It, for sure. A lot <laughs> of cats
2: to hear, absolutely. <laughs>
0: right, 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 right. Especially with the personalities you described. So for someone who's not in the industry, like me and Beth, um, walk, walk us through how do you how do you make one of these hit shows? I mean, honestly, to get Queer Eye for the Straight Guy or any of the ones that you know, Cash Cab, et cetera. I mean, is is that like um, you know, pulling a genie out of a bottle? Like, it is. how do you?
2: <laughs> it is so it's interesting. So, like when I, did, when I worked on Queer Eye back in the day, the original one, like I was, I was a, I was a. I was a freelancer for that company. And then I worked on Cash Hub. I was at a network. And you know, here we have other shows that we're doing here. So I've, I've been fortunate enough to kind of see, it, see the process from a lot of different perspectives. And it is a little bit like pulling a genie out of the bottle, right? There are, so many, there are so many factors that go into a show being a hit or not. Um, so, for instance, one of the shows that I worked on way, way, way back in the days when I was at a network was Man vs. Wild. And, and the early days of the survival genre. Survivor wasn't really a genre. I think that show, it was a great show, and the team who made it was great, and Bear is great, but I also think it came along at the right time. I, I kind of think a lot of it is just the timing of when something comes out. Is that idea is that idea relevant to the time it's in, or does it spark something in the, in the zeitgeist for the time it's in? Obviously, if you make a really bad show, I mean, you start with, hire really great, have a really great idea, hire really great people and make a really quality product, whether that's a, a feature documentary, you know, that's going to win an Oscar or whether it's a fun thing like cash cab, the, 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 the baseline is, sorry, I forgot to turn my that's phone off. That's okay. On. <laughs> <laughs> How many times does that happen to you guys? Um, oh, oh, a lot, a lot. I'm so sorry. Um, so you start with this baseline of, of making a really good show, taking a great idea, hiring great people and making a really good show. And then I think it's kind of a bit up to fate if you, it, you know, it, if it hits at the right time, right? We've all seen those. There's a website called brilliant, the canceled, right? Those shows that just for whatever reason didn't catch on until 10 years later, or 20 years later. Um, I think now it's, it's, it's really hard because there's so much out there, right? There's so many places to see TV and whether whether you're streaming or on cable or network. And I think right now, what we're seeing is I think in a world of infinite choice, brands matter in, in media right now, it's hard for new shows to break through, but once they do, then the sky's the limit. So think about survivor, think about, Dancing with Stars, Bachelor, right? <laughs> Bachelor, right? Bachelor,
0: ex- exactly. Or, or the, or the one on the island that my daughter watches, right. Love Island, right?
2: These brands, like you, you have so many choices to watch. Yeah, you just like just like when you go to a mall, you tend to go to malls that have the stores you like, right? And you'll try a new store now and then, and, and hopefully you find one you like. And I think that's the that's the challenge right now in the television, you know. the... Reality TV, nonfiction TV, scripted TV is how do you break through? How do you get noticed in a landscape where it truly is infinite choices?
1: Well, and reality TV has really taken off like crazy. I would never have expected that. You just watch everybody's train wreck. Yeah. 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 So what are the metrics? How many
0: shows do you see before you choose one to produce? Is it like 50 shows, 500?
2: I think on the network side, they must see these days. I would say probably like, yeah, like 50 to one, right? For us on, on our side, on the, on the selling side and the creation and selling side, you know, we I have a very robust development team here, really incredibly smart, wonderful people. And, you know, I would say like we take out, we, we kind of know kind of what we, what our brand is. And you know, we try to stick to that brand. Within that brand, there's a lot of room to you know do different things and different kinds of shows. For us on the selling side, it I think it's like 10, 15 to one.
0: Oh, so you mean once you pick it up, you have to sell it to someone else. Is that what you're you mean?
2: Correct. Oh, okay. So we don't we don't we occasionally will self-fund something, but our business model is, you know, we have an idea, that's a great idea we love it, you know, and we work with an agency. And so we, we go to a network, we will, okay, these seven networks want to hear that pitch. And then we go in. So I, my week is, you know, I'm pitching five, six, seven times a week. Um, so yeah, so, so there's, you know, I'm selling.
0: is it you pitching or you're bringing the whole team that did the pitch to you with you? I'm not just curious. No, this is great, is really,
2: well, yeah, no, it is. It is a little bit like like looking behind the curtain at Oz, right? Yeah, but, um, it's it's a it's a it's a blend. I tr- I try to do as many pitches as I can, um, you know. And I've been around a long time, so I have a lot of relationships. But it's usually never me alone because I think that it's helpful for, again, from a mentoring standpoint, for my team. Some of my junior team, I like to bring to the pitches so they can see how the process... Just like you, they've never done it. They like to see how the process works. But I have a really talented group of people I work with. And so sometimes I might not attend a pitch because um, Diane and Beth came up with this idea and they're the most passionate people for it. And they should be the ones who like pitch it and sell it and get all the glory You know, if we sell it.
0: No, that's great. Right, right. And then is it all about the marketing? Like, okay, you sold it, right? Is it the marketing that really makes it take off
2: it it, kind of yeah i mean i mean getting the because again in a world of infinite choices how do you get seen right how do you how do you get um how do you get people to watch your show right i mean right we all we all deal with it right you go to your whatever queue you go to or whatever platform you stream on and, or even, what was that Bruce Springsteen song from 15, 20 years ago? 57 channels, there's nothing on, right? Like, it's always been this this, <laughs> this, this dilemma of how do you get your show seen, And I think that's harder now, that,
0: right? Right. So what's the deal with these showrunner people? Okay. Everybody talks about the showrunners, right? Why, tell us, what is a showrunner? Do you have showrunners as, as part of original productions? And how key are they into this whole process?
2: They're, they are incredibly key and showrunners run across whether it's a scripted show or a non-scripted show uh they're incredibly so obviously right like with any business you know we right now have about 15 shows in production i can't personally make all 15 shows you know so we hire for every show a showrunner who is dedicated to that show they're usually a very senior creative who Oftentimes have showrun before, and they're in charge of the whole show. They're in charge of the creative, uh, hiring the staff. They have they'll usually have a number two who's their their executive in charge of production who kind of deals with the money a bit more, but they're ultimately responsible for the budget. Showrunning is a big job. You you are in charge of the creative. You're in charge of the budget. You're in charge of helping me um, uh, work with the network to make sure the show is what the network wants. It is it is a, a, a well-paying job, but a very, very high-pressure job because you are um, literally, you know, you're, you're where the rubber meets the road.
1: You're running all the time. Beth, Beth, it's, yeah. it's you and entertainment. I know that's what I was thinking. For sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh, because sometimes I feel like I'm just uh, all over the place.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, if there's talent on a the show, they're the ones who deal with the talent. I mean, we, we do, they're, and they're not unsupported, right? I'm there. I'm there. You know, they report to me or my and my current executive. You know, I have I have executives who oversee shows, so you know they 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 have a lot of support and all the resources that we bring to bear. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like they're they're the best way to describe a showrunner is sort of like people people can uh, relate to like a director of a film, right? Oh, okay, okay. Like, like, there's a Steven Spielberg directs this film. It's kind of his vision, his creative. You know, he's the one who's actually out there shooting it and editing it. The showrunner is the same thing. I'll, I'll, I will come up with an idea. I will sell that idea to a network or a streaming platform or whomever. And then the showrunner comes in and we work with the showrunner to, 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 to formulate a shared vision of how we want to make that show with our platform partner. And then the showrunner kind of goes off on of location and makes the show.
1: Oh, got it. Got it. So you have a lot of different roles you've been in. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that you would like to do?
2: Well, here's a surprising answer. Uh, I have. I'm a, I'm a very avid. A lot of the shows I do are sort of outdoorsy adventure shows. I'm a very sort of on a personal level very avid like that. The one thing, like when I was running Nat Geo Studios, it was like a dream job. I got to go to all these amazing places. But the one thing I've never done is I've never gone trekking in Nepal. And That's what I want to do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's oh. What I always that's, do. A, that's
0: a big chunk of time. It is a big right that's
2: why I've never really done it. I yeah. would love to yeah. do one of those like three week things where you check, trek through Nepal and you you maybe go to you know this base camp or that thing and you stay at um you know I in a village it would be amazing. It would be amazing. I mean professionally there are obviously still things I would love to do. There's still stories I want to tell. There's still, you know, things I want to accomplish for this company, you know, um I I am extremely fortunate um, to have been able to work with some amazing people and, and, you know, look, everybody's job is hard. We all work. Every business is hard. and So I I feel very fortunate to have been able to continue to work in this business that I have wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, And I don't know if I can, but it's funny, the first thing that came to mind is trekking in Nepal.
1: (laughs) I know that was interesting too. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. All right. I'm bringing us back to the business here, but that is interesting. And I can't wait to hear about Nepal and see the pictures. Um, Okay. If someone comes up with an idea for a reality show, how, how do they, what's the process? How do they get it made and sold?
2: So if you're someone who um, you're not, you're not a television professional, um, Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is, you know, watch TV and at the end of the shows, you always see what company made that TV show. And if, it's a, and if it's a show that you like, you know, you should see what company made that show and kind of network yourself, you know, to that company. Because it's a, a – or, or try to reach out to an agent or an entertainment lawyer who can help, you know, network you to those people. Um, because a network is, you know, your typical – your typical reality show is going to be millions of dollars over the course of the series, right? And so a network is going to want to know, just like, again, like any other business, you're going to want to know that the people you're giving millions of dollars to are going to deliver you a product at the end of that process. And, and the other thing I would say is, you know, again, for someone who's not... If you think about, like, your idea may be very similar to other ideas that have either been on TV in the past, and that's okay because TV um, is... Derivative itself at the time, right? There's the Bachelor, there's the Circle, there's you know, like there's married, like that that genre. There's a, there's these genres of shows, and there are millions of ideas within those shows. So just kind of know going in that the production company or or the creative or whoever you deal with may have some thoughts about how to take your idea and make it feel more unique, right? Make it feel so that so that be open to change, be open to the process of developing an idea just like any other it's like any other product right there's an r&d process that happens before you take it to market to try to you know sell your idea and start manufacturing that idea
1: i love that so what advice would you give someone that's an emerging leader or, or wanting to get in this film industry and reality tv and genre nonfiction?
2: um i think you know it's one of the few industries that I think it's still, there's still a learning curve, right? We, we hear these stories about this kid went to this film school and now he's directing this thing, right? And that's, that happens, <laughs> but that's like winning the lottery. A lot of it is kind of getting in with a company or a network or someone. And um, again, and that all happens just by networking, right? I, I like every other person who runs a business, couple times a week I'm meeting with someone who like my nephew graduated from college or my friend's son graduated from college and, and this is the advice I always give them is you kind of same thing watch TV shows find companies you like go on the internet and and see how to get a hold of them because everybody has a website and you can reach out over the website and just know that you're going to probably start on the lower end of the of the ladder but kind of know going in what area that you're interested in um Are you interested in being out in the field and having those experiences? Are you more of someone who's an idea person and so you'd rather work in development? Are you someone who you've always been fascinated by the editing process and so maybe you want to come in and work as like a junior assistant editor or something, you know, I think, you know, and and also know like maybe what kind of skill sets you may need to know if you're someone who's going to. Work in development, you may want to know how to make a presentation deck, right? So, you want to know PowerPoint or, right. or that stuff. If you're someone who wants to be on more of the editing side, maybe take a class in Avid or one of the editing systems. Um, but just that you do sort of, I did it. Every, I think everyone I know is done it. Even people, we just had a whole wonderful crop of interns this summer who are in film school and things like that. And they were, they were, they were an amazing group of people. Um and we had a similar thing last year and one of those people when he graduated came onto a show and we just happened to have a show that was hiring and he came on as a as a researcher. Oh good. It's just it's it's getting your foot in the door and kind of learning learning the process and being open to new experiences. I like to say to young people just say yes, right? You guys know this when you make a career decision when you're in your 20s that's not the It's not, it's not, that's the first decision you're making in your career, not the only decision, right? So say yes to new experiences, say yes to learning capabilities. And you may find like, oh, I don't like how they, I don't like how TV works, but I did like this aspect and I'm going to go, go to work at TikTok and I don't know, and then do this, right? Right. And whatever age you're at, if you're coming into it new, just be open to the learning process and the new experiences because it definitely, like any business, has its own idiosyncrasies and its own you know priorities and and things that aren't priorities and and so that would be my advice is try to network and meet people who run production companies and and networks that's the easiest way to get in well that's
1: that's great advice terrific thank you sure
0: thank you jeff we've so enjoyed speaking with you we could have just kept
1: going forever (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Absolutely. So Jeff Hassler, president of Original Productions. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. My pleasure. Thank you to our listeners. We really appreciate you. Jeff, what's your website? If anybody wants to go find you?
2: It's originalproductions.com.
0: Okay. Terrific.
2: And Please come find us. We have a great website that talks more about the company and, and our DEI objectives and and has all of our shows there and uh, news updates and things like that. It's, it's a great website.
0: Good. Fantastic. So thank you to our sponsors, Google, the accounting firm of RSM, the law firm of Manette, City National Bank, IPG, Interpublic Group, Advertising Media and PR Companies, and Executive Search and IT Consulting Firm, Amplified Professional Services. Thank you for listening. Beth, take us home.
1: Yeah, hit your subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find YouTube, your latest podcast and so forth. Leave us a great review. You'll be listening to Jeff here within the week. And then also, if you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to Beth at csweet.org and check out our website, www.csuite.org, and come join the journey. Thank you.